everything worth doing is scheduled, hitting the stop button on your alarm just in time for your morning jog. That's happy moments listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office. Or an arranged virtual meeting with that big client. Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly, or monthly by dialing star 170 hash option 3 and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what what are we doing today? MTN. Hello, good afternoon. This is the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 in Accra, Love 99.5 in Kumasi. Affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions, including ATL and Castle FM Cape Coast, also on Jubilee and Sun City Radio Keta. We are live on Twitter Spaces, Facebook live stream, and my Joy Online interactive app. The Midday News is sponsored by Duraplast Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC pipes and water tank. Where Duraplast goes, water flows. Coming up... We assumed he had found his junior brother. I later realized he was drowning and I could not swim. I may look normal, but I'm hurt. I would appeal to residents here. We have called on the MP to construct the bridge. Five lives lost after barely 24 hours of rainfall. The meteorological agency has predicted more rains, sparking fears of possible destruction to property and loss of more lives. We are in the peak of the rainy season. Uh, we will get out of this state roughly second week in July. So we will that yes, if it is a flat one area, then we We'll tell you more as we hear from the National Disaster Management Organization. Also, residents of Ablekuma left traumatized following a Rumble-style attack on a bullion van that left a policeman dead. Now we're sitting here. So I hear go-go-go-go-go-go-go. So I wake up and I see that the arm robbers are at the filling station. Yeah. Wait, he shot at you? I had pulled. That I saw him and then I saw the gun and that was when I, I realized that that is the major in front of me. More... As this incident raises questions about the availability of armored bullion vans supposed to replace old ones by July 1st. Also in this package, three independent power plants are off the national grid, with six more threatening to go off by the end of June, as they warn only significant payment of their $1.4 billion debt will get them to back down. Recently, we had of be collecting over $3 billion. But I can tell you on authority that we have not received a dime out of that. We cannot stretch ourselves beyond July 30th. What we are expecting is nothing but an alert on our account. Details as the finance minister calls for a meeting with the IPPs and in sports. A black star would be crowned Ghana Footballer of the Year at the fifth Ghana Football Awards this weekend. If you have listened, what did you have to say? Talk, who did that mean? ADS after her comments chastising teachers for demanding chalk, Matilda Emisa Arthur says she was taken out of context. A teacher just threw in, they want chalk. <laughs> and listen carefully, I said, hey teacher, are you sure you don't have chalk? 
You want to stay for details? These and more here on the Midday News with me, Bernice Abubeidulansa. Thanks for choosing us. Join News Independent, Fearless and Credible. Thanks for your company. The details now. There are fears of possible destruction of property and loss of lives following the impact of few hours of rainfall in various parts of the country. The Ashanti region alone recorded four deaths with one person feared dead in the western region. Several communities were cut off with some major road here in Accra completely submerged. Maxwell Akbaba was at Peace Town near Kaswa in the central region and reports that residents are quite disturbed. Sounds of gushing water at the cutoff point here at Abamfu. Many of the residents here have been forced out of their homes by the flood water. I've met Joseph Kwame Nyakum. He helped rescue some of the affected persons. People shouting, screaming, and then I, I went there to help them, help them to rescue some of the kids, like 10 kids. I've been speaking to Seth Obey. He's frustrated about the situation. So we want our MP to come to the area and to come and visit us. Since this problem happened, we haven't seen the MP around, especially the MC. He has to come and, I mean, take care of the situation so that we know that we have a uh, death uh, somewhere. Many of the residents here believe the flooding here persists because of the inaction of city authorities. They are threatening to boycott the 2024 elections. She says, look at how we have been displaced by the flood. When elections are getting closer, you see politicians trooping here. They should never step here in search of votes. Our children are not able to cross the school. If you are not strong, the water will sweep you away. Our MP does not do anything for us. He shouldn't step here, an angry Azumi Mahama said with tears in her eyes. So that's Maxwell Agbagba's report from Peace Town near Kaswa in the Ashanti region. My colleague Erastus Asari Donko witnessed the retrieval of bodies from the Owabi stream. Scores of people gather on the fringes of the Atafwa Bridge, which is under construction. They are watching divers who are on a frantic search for the body of Kwame Asuman, 57, who is believed to have drowned. Today, he is reported to have jumped into the Owabi stream, trying to look for his junior brother, Kwekwa Abwaje, 47, who drowned trying to ride through the floods with a bicycle on Wednesday evening. We were told that this part was deep, but he took the other turn to get to the other side. All we heard was he calling for help. We assumed he had found his junior brother. I later realized he was drowning, and I could not swim. People wail as his body is retrieved from the stream. Now, two people have drowned here at Atafwa Bridge. This is the Owabi stream, and it's a flood-prone area. When it rains, the whole place floods, and so vehicles moving to Barakese and its environs cannot use this end. So in all, two brothers, all in the same family, have drowned here at Atafwa Junction. 
Yao Asamoa is a relative of the two victims. I may look normal, but I'm hurt. I would appeal to residents here. We have called on the MP to construct the bridge. Erastus Asaridonko brought us that report. Now, Deputy Director of Forecasting at the Meteorological Department, um, Dr. Joseph Potofi, is asking residents in low-lane areas to move to higher ground as the rains will continue till the second week in July. We are in the peak of the rainy season. Uh, we'll get out of this state roughly second week in July. So we'll play that yes. If it is a flat one area, then you have to move out. So the rest of sight, then you come back. That's the best thing. And then we also advise that uh, people should not be commuting wherever they suspect there will be flat there. We should find an alternative route. And when we are driving, we know our output, we know our We should be very cautious. If you think, the kind of radar is coming to flood my area, six uh, metres somewhere, and then when it is down, then you can you can you can pass on it. Plus, Deputy Director of Forecasting at the Ghana Meteorological Agency, Dr. Joseph Potofi, asking residents in low-lying areas to move to higher heights as the rain will continue till the second week in July. Uh, we've now been joined by. The communications director of NADMO, I'm told we've just lost him. We hope to reach him to find out from him uh, what NADMO's initial assessment of the situation was yesterday. But I've been joined by my colleague Elton Broby because we've been uh, trying to get some information exactly on what the Works and Housing Ministry has done in the last years uh, in terms of dealing with flooding in the country. Elton, what are we learning? So, Benis, we know that yesterday the Speaker of Parliament directed that the Finance Minister and the Works and Housing Minister appear before the House next week to tell the House what the two have been doing to address this you know, flooding matter. Now, we know that in 2020, 2021, the Western Housing Minister uh, briefed Cabinet on the flooding issues and proposed ways to deal with it. And in this document that we have, he concludes that the estimated cost that's $5 billion of fixing our drainage network increases with each year of underinvestment. And the cabinet briefing says that the benefits of investing are far outweigh the cost. He says the value of assets at risk in Greater Accra region alone stands at $2.3 billion and could quadruple to 12.8 by 2050 if steps are not taken now to improve resilience. Now, he goes on to give a breakdown as to what is required to fix the draining and the flooding issue in all the regions, Greater Accra region, uh, Ashanti, Western, and the rest, and gives a breakdown of how much is required per year to deal with this matter. So this cabinet briefing gives the breakdown from 2021 up to 2024 and how much is required for the greater Accra region alone we are in 2022 so 780.9 million ghana cities is mm. what it requires. So 2023 yeah in, in, in 2023 so that's 858.7 million ghana cities. that's how much is required to fix the flooding issue in greater Accra alone the ashanti region 350 western 285 all put together what the Ministry of Works and Housing required to fix to fix flooding across the country is one hundred and seventy-four point seven billion. Just for this year alone. Just for this year's billion Ghana. Now yesterday we were told by the ranking member on the Works and Housing Committee that last year Parliament approved five hundred million Ghana cities as a expenditure for the Ministry of Works and Housing. But when the minister appeared before them, 
less than 10% was released by the finance minister to help him fix it. Now, we also have documents, a correspondence between the Minister of Western House and, and the finance minister, in which the Western Housing Minister uh, applied for issuance of commencement certificate to commit the government of Ghana to the tune of 888.3 million Ghana cities for the implementation of the 2021 Emergency National Flood Control Program to address the serious flooding challenges being experienced across the country. And this letter is dated June 2nd, 2022. We know that not much was achieved in this matter. So as we speak now, in terms of commitment and money to fix the flooding issue, it remains to be seen. Elton Brobe there with details for us. Our ranking member on the Western House and Committee, Vincent Oponga Samoa, says government must prioritize drainage construction. We gave the ministry over 500 million Ghana City, but actually release was even less than 10% of that money, actual release. So that should tell you where the priority of this government is. Go into the budget and see where government is spending its money. Government doesn't care about investing in drains. You construct roads, but you don't construct drains. So at the end of it, all the investment that we make in road projects, when there's the major rains, these roads are washed away because we don't construct drains. And we need to prioritize the issues of the drainage system in Accra because we know where we are. That's ranking member on the Works and House and Committee in Parliament, Vincent Opong Asamwa. Apologies, we can't bring you that conversation uh, with NADMO's Moore's Director of Communication, George AEC. Hopefully, when we reach him, we'll furnish you on what NADMO has been doing uh, in assessing the flood situation yesterday and the plan to help persons who have been affected. Now, residents in Ablekuma are in shock after an attack on a billion vehicle in which four armed men killed a police officer in cold blood. John News has obtained CCTV footage which shows one of the armed guys shooting the officer who sat in the front passenger seat at close range. Now, the police has declared a manhunt for these armed guys on its social media outlets. We'll hear from residents soon, but first, listen to a description of the incident as captured in the CCTV footage. Everything happened so fast. We've been looking at the CCTV footage. Um, it happened under one minute. The bullion van pulls up at a filling station with three other vehicles parked there. A motorbike with a pillion passenger follows the bullion van closely. The passenger gets down from the motorbike, runs to the front seat of the bullion van, opens the door of the bullion van, and then opens fire on the policeman. The police officer who was at the front seat had no opportunity to, to defend himself whatsoever. It happened so fast. Another person who was part of the gang runs to take the policeman's weapon and then they dash out from the filling station. So two motorbikes from the CCTV footage, one motorbike with a pillion passenger, the other has no passenger. Um, before they bolted from the scene, one of them came back to pick something from the floor. It looked like a backpack, but it wasn't too clear. It does not appear also that they picked anything from the bullion van. You had a description of what the CCTV footage captured in that incident, and that was uh, described by my colleague Max Olakbak, but he has visited the, the scene of the incident, and he's been speaking to residents who say they're still traumatized. Here are some of them. Yeah. Now we're sitting here. So I hear boo, 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 boo. So I wake up and I see that the arm robbers are on the, the, the filling station. So one of my friends writing Lutu here. I saw him holding camera and I mean, she want, want to. Yeah. And I call him, I call him the arm robbers. So he should, go, he should go inside. So I saw the one coming. 
So the one coming is come and stand here holding a gun. I've been speaking to her telling me that they are terrified. Yeah, that one is true. May I, if I get money, I will live here. If I get money, I will live here. Wait, he shot at you? I had pulled, but I didn't even know that like the gunshot was coming from. Okay. So it was after I saw him and then I saw the gun and I saw him feeling his gun. That was when I, I realized that that is the murderer in front of me. I just had to run. After 20 seconds, then I heard pack, 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 like he started shooting. Mm. And it wasn't one, it wasn't five times. It was just, I can't, I can't count. You have some residents speaking to my colleague Maxwell Akbagbade. Let's get an, a live update from Maxwell. Maxwell, you've been at Ablekuma since morning. What more information have you been picking up? In the last uh, one hour, residents have been pointing to some bullet holes on shops and other structures 70 meters away and directly opposite to the crime scene. Um, they say the bullet holes are evidence of the indiscriminate shooting by the robbers before they sped off um, on their motorbikes. Um, they, they tell me the shooting was to ward off residents and workers. One of the armed men, I'm told, stood in the median strip directly in the middle of the road, holding his big gun in one hand and firing indiscriminately. Um, the residents at this point say they had no choice um, but to lie down in their shops. Um, some persons I've been speaking to also tell me they initially stood some meters away watching because they thought um, they were um, shooting a movie. They only realized it was a robbery after a gun was pointed um, in their direction. They tell me no vehicle could move um, because of the um, rapid and successive gunfire that was coming from um, the robbers. Um, the Star Oil Company, where the robbery happened, um, has been closed. No business today. Police investigators um, are here continuing with their investigations. Yeah. Maxwell Agbagbade joining us from Aplekuma with a live update on that incident. Well, this attack has triggered questions about the compliance of banks with the Bank of Ghana's directive to get armoured-plated bullion vans for their operations. My colleague Mamiusi Nyamiche-Thompson uh, recaps excerpts of, of that statement almost three years ago. What exactly was the directive, Mamiusi? So, Benis, in that statement dated October 15, 2020, deficit money banks and specialised deficit institutions were to replace soft skin vans by July 1st, 2023, that's next month. The standards specified by the BOG are that the European standard B6 ballistic protection for passenger compartment and European standard B4 for cargo compartment uh, uh, for the billion vans. And also, we know that the, the BOG indicated that after 1st July, no soft skin vans will be allowed in to any of its premises in nationwide. Later, we heard the president of the Ghana Association of Banks, John Iwas, say that they had acquired 60 armored billion vans for cash operations in September last year. Well, it's seven days to the deadline, but we are to see these armored billion vans in operation. So, it's unclear whether BOG will still go ahead to enforce this caveat after the July 1st deadline, Bernice. And that was a recap by my colleague, Mamie Sinyamiche Thompson. To some other stories now, three independent power producers are off the national grid, leaving only six producing electricity. Financial constraints, according to the Chief Executive Officer of the Chamber of Independent Power Producers, is the main cause. Government owes these IPPs over $1.4 billion and has until the 30th of June to make a significant payment or risk 
plunging the country into darkness. Finance Minister and the IPPs, we are told, are in a crucial meeting and uh, it will happen soon. But um, they're hoping to come to an agreement. But the CEO of the chamber, Eliplim Apetobo, tells Joy News ahead of the talks they will no longer tolerate promises by government. You know, every contract, as far as payment is concerned, has credit base that your customer or the optical has to make a repayment for the services that are rendered. We deal into your mentally basis and we expect them that within their respective credit days, they are supposed to return to us with payment for the services rendered. But it has not been the case. Recently, we had of ETB collecting over $3 billion, but I can tell you on authority that we have not received a dime out of that. This money did not even go to the cash waterfall. We don't receive anything from the cash waterfall again. So we don't really know what is happening. Well, Mr. Petopo also says the IPP sympathize with government over the current economic challenges, but they've run out of funding sources, and so there's a need to pay them or risk losing the six plants that are producing electricity. We have always borrowed privately to support the operations all this world. In a fair commercial sense, the cost of this borrowing should have been passed on to each of your government to pay. But we are absorbing all these costs on ourselves. And we said that what our lenders our creditors are not in position to give us anything further because those that we borrow, we are not able to pay. So if I cannot get people to run my, my, my machine, how do I operate? And so it's not an issue of sympathizing with that we have done this by our actions. They can testify. It's just an issue that I don't just have the resource to run the plant. We have things that are functional. And uh, the rest are, let, let me say, done for quite some time now, but six of us are functional always. You heard Eliplim Akpetopo. He is CEO of the Chamber of Independent Power Producers and uh, the member of the Mines and Energy Committee of Parliament, Edward Bauer, is asking government to act swiftly to avoid doom. So you're listening to the Midday News here on Joy 99.7 FM with me, with me Bernice Abubeidulan. So just gone by, five lives lost after barely 24 hours of rainfall. The meteorological agency is predicting more rains, sparking fears of possible destruction to property and the loss of more lives and still to come. If you have missed it, I think I'll say, talk also, what is that mean? Let me talk. Let me talk and let me talk or tonight. Eight years after her comments chastising her teacher for demanding chalk, Matilda Misa Arthur says she was taken out of context. A teacher just threw it in, they won't chalk. <laughs> and listen carefully, I said, Hey teacher, are you sure you don't have chalk? Imagine say water wake up at dawn. In no both. In no chop. When it vanish for your area for two weeks, uh-huh. you not get one drop self inside your tank. Hey. Our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor gets water with water tank. Water, water tank. tank? Yes. Water tank. Mamma mia. That water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank be fine past masses and legion. <laughs> that water tank be tough like Ghana and that water tank they carry water pepper pepe. So say some no go left inside the supply tank. Mm. What a tank. That's my boss, Mr. Foncho go talk. <laughs> Beautiful, durable, with water level indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank. What a tank by Duraplast. <laughs>
thank you so much for staying here on the midday news with me, Bernice Abubedulansa. It's now time for sports, and Mishael is here. Hello, Mishael. Hello, Bernice. One of Mohammed Kudus, Joseph Penso, and Abu and Abdul Salis Ahmed would win the Ghana Football of the Year award for the first time. Ibrahim Tanku, who is looking to qualify Ghana to the Olympics with the Black Meteors also for the first time in 20 years, is a nominee for the Men's Coach of the Year. Alongside Ghana Premier League duo Johnson Smith and Evans Adote, the Ghana Football Awards comes off on Sunday. Mustafa Yusuf is Sports Minister and is looking forward to it. Our footballers, both those of them who are here and those who are abroad, have to be motivated. And the only way we can do so is to also recognize their performance, just like the organizers are doing. The ministry and the government is ready to support uh, uh, your, your event going forward. Not only the award day, but before the award, we are able to do certain events that will promote and bring ideas together, even like a football summit, where we can share ideas and, uh, and be able to contribute our part to the development of the game we all love. It comes off on Sunday, on the day Ghana's Black Meteors will open up their U23 Afghan campaign versus Congo. That's all for sports, but there'll be more on game plan from 1.15. Thank you, Michelle. Now, Speaker of Parliament, Aban Gwabin, has directed the Business Committee to schedule the controversial anti-gay bill for its second reading on Tuesday or Thursday next week. The bill has been hit with two legal challenges. Now, Parliament's Constitutional and Legal Affairs Committee has recommended the approval of the bill with some changes. Speaking on the floor, First Deputy Speaker Joseph Osehuso announced the directive of the Speaker and said it must be complied with without fail. We have to bring to the attention of the business committee are two matters. One, the standing orders committee's report should be programmed for Thursday. So please take note and have it programmed for Thursday. Two, the proper human sexuality and Ghanaian family values bill be programmed for Tuesday or Thursday, whatever it is, it must be on the other paper next week. And that Tuesday, the motion for second reading of that bill should be programmed for Tuesday or Thursday. These are the directives of Mr. Speaker. Speaker, we will, we will do as directed. I thank you. You heard that the first Deputy Speaker of Parliament, Joseph Osei Wusu. Now, it was a clash of first-timers as Prasek Bompata faced off Church of Christ Senior High School at the knockout stage of the Love of Him High School debate. The motion was brain drain, a blessing in disguise. Prasek Bompata amassed 248 points to qualify to the quarterfinal stage. Love of Him's Nanabwachi Yadom has been monitoring the contest and reports. <laughs> As Church of Christ Senior High School highlights the importance of brain drain, Prosec Bompata comes with several points to suggest otherwise. A clash of titans, but the Prosecans from Kumasi Bompata made the win. I am the ultimate. Prosec Bompata sent a warning to their contenders in the quarterfinal stage. I God said. <laughs> The battle is the Lord, so back up, for we are coming for that trophy. Thank you. Well, expect nothing but the best from Presbyterian High School. 
Meanwhile, Church of Christ Senior High School hoped to win the ultimate in the 2024 edition of the Love FM High School's debate. We are new to this event. You see, this is our first time, so we lack the experience. But fortunately for us, we have the most important thing, and that is experience. We are all from two students, so we come again this year with full vim. Because Chrisek, we are the out here for. Reporting for Joy News, Nana Bwati Dampayadon, Kumasi. That was a comment by Matilda Emisa Afa and it went viral. At the time, she was wife of former Vice President Pakwisi Emisa Afa. Now, the internet uh, didn't forgive her for that. She was speaking uh, at the Kukrin Tuming Presby Primary School. She explained that her office had already presented laptops to the school and says that she has been taken out of context. Listen to her explain to Aisha Ibrahim. When I went to Kukwentumi about that chalk issue, yeah. that thing was taken out of context. Okay. That thing was what, taken what, out what, of what context. Really because I'm sitting my somewhere an old student comes and begs me to go and give books. Okay. I said I'll go and give books. Two days to the time. A head teacher comes and says, can you give us computers? Okay. I say, I don't have. They talk, I get the computers to go. I get there and realize they don't even have light. So how do they use a computer? Then, then I was able to skim while the crowd was going on and go somebody who was going to give pillars to get light. Okay. And then when the thing was finished, a teacher just threw it in. They won't chalk. <laughs> and listen carefully. I said, head teacher, are you sure you don't have chalk? Because you asked me for computers. Uh-huh. And books. How come you don't have chalk? Sure. So listen carefully. Yeah. I said, how come you don't have chalk? Because for me, chalk is such a... And that if you ask for computers and books, why I don't have chalk? Yeah. So I said, go and check out for Ministry of Education if they haven't given you chalk and so on. Okay. And I said, all students here, if they need chalk, give them chalk. This yeah. teacher was still going, and I thought, I won't give you chalk, you'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> they took this out of point of so that's Matilda Misa Arthur uh, offering some explanation to my colleague Aisha Ibrahim. Well, the full interview airs today, uh, no, sorry, on Friday, June 30, on PM Personality Profile at 9 p.m.